Can a new hitting coach have an impact on a team? Find out next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new, I'm a baseball writer and podcast host for Locked On. I've written for places like ESPN, Baseball Prospectus, and the Hardball Times, and I've been hosting Locked On Yankees since 2018. You can follow our account on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word, and you can follow me on Twitter at Stay Scotts. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So today, it's a crossover edition of Locked On Yankees, and I will be joined by Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies. If you didn't know, the Rockies hired Hensley Mullins as their hitting coach. Hensley Mullins worked with the Yankees the past couple of seasons as a hitting coach. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the Rockies and the Yankees and all other good things that we need to talk about, including... All the changes that are going to be made this season in MLB. So without further ado, the crossover edition of Locked On Yankees and Locked On Rockies. We are bringing you a little bit of an interesting crossover today. We're going to talk about the importance of coaching and something that I think might be a big benefit for the Rockies this year is going outside of the organization and bringing in someone new to change up a philosophy of hitting that honestly has underperformed even when the Rockies had superstars. Stace, what is going on in Yankee land? And honestly, uh, people also can check you out doing a little more writing as well for the network. What's been new with you? What's going on in uh, in, in uh, your world there on the East Coast? Uh, it's boring over here. There's not really a lot happening. You know, yeah. uh, I'm excited that spring training is starting finally. Um, you know, we joked about it in the group DM that the off season feels like two years and also feels like two weeks at the same time. It feels like, how is it over already? How are we here? Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to spring training starting because it'll give us more to talk about on our shows and it'll give me more to write about for the Lockdown Network. So that'll be good. <laughs> Well, before we dive into the kind of big idea of the of the pod today and why we crossed over on our little improv thing is the the Rockies bringing in uh, Hensley Mullins. I think in Mullins there. Mullins. Mullins. Uh, Mullins is the name mm-hmm. there. Bam Bam. I'm going to call him Bam Bam. If you're a hitting coach and your nickname is Bam Bam, that gets me excited. I want to dive into that. But before I do, just give me the brief the spring trainings here. The Yankees obviously had a big contract to figure out this offseason. They figured it out. Give me your uh, just your overall thoughts about the Yankees offseason uh, here so far. I mean, I guess some stuff can still happen. Spring training can still lead to some stuff. How do you uh, how are you feeling about the Yankees right now and, and what they've done this winter? I'm feeling OK. I would have liked for at least one more move. I would have liked a left fielder, but it's not like they can't go from within to get the left fielder. It's just I felt once they got Judge back, which he really wasn't going anywhere, and once they got Rodone, I thought, oh, okay, maybe Hal wasn't lying, and maybe they're actually going to do something big to make it much better in 2023. Because I really felt 
I felt like the sweep from the Astros was actually a blessing in disguise and kind of lit a fire under their, or should have lit a fire under their butt during the off mm-hmm. season. Not that I enjoyed watching the Yankees get swept <laughs> by the Astros, but I thought to myself, this could actually lead to something good. And yeah, you know, Judge and Rodon, good, but I just wanted a little bit more. Um, I do believe the Pirates were asking for too much for Brian Reynolds. He'd be a good player to have in left field, but they were asking for a lot. Mm-hmm. They were asking for a combo of either Volpe and Dominguez, Volpe and Peraza, and that's just too much for the Yankees to part with right now. So, yeah, yeah and I'm it's, okay. It's yeah, okay. and like you said, the big, the big deal, the big, the the big most important deal for the Yankees got made, and I, the Yankees are a team that can get that left fielder at the deadline. You know, there are options. I think because this sure. is a team, maybe maybe things don't go exactly according to plan right away, but. This is a team that should be competing for an AL East crown next year. Is there really a team in the East that is supposed to be a dominant of force that, uh, you know, the Dodgers have the Padres and, you know, the Astros, they might be seeing a little bit of trouble with with the Mariners and stuff next year. Uh, But Boston, things aren't panning out. Obviously, the Blue Jays made it, but they haven't seemed to kind of pull it together to be a super dominant powerhouse. Obviously, Baltimore is still kind of floating around, but are the Rays going to come in and, and kind of be the, the the biggest thorn in the side of the Yankees this year? I actually think the Blue Jays will because the Blue Jays started last year pretty me- mediocre and then picked it up toward the end and you know got really close to making the playoffs. And I feel like they made some moves this year that could possibly help them get over that hump a bit. I feel like the Blue Jays and the Rays are close together. And I don't, you know, last year we all predicted in the AL East roundtable, except for Ulysses from Locked on Rays, but the rest of us predicted that the Blue Jays were going to win the AL East and that the other three, Red Sox, Rays, and Yankees, were going to kind of be bunched up and the Orioles would be way down in the basement. The AL East did not play out the way anyone thought it would in 2022. And I think... It could possibly be the same in 2023. You never know. Um, but I think the Yankees should be the favorites, but it won't be by it won't be by a lot, really. I mean, I think that the Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays are still going to be bunched up in the AL East. Yeah, it's it's going to be one of the tightest races in baseball, and arguably probably another instance where you'll see a few of the AL East teams if they don't win the division, they'll spill over into uh, the wild card. And I'm pro expanded wild card. I can see the dilution, but it's it's still good. And it I, the product I think the playoff product last year in baseball was incredible. Even those long marathon games, I know they were kind of, they were just kind of anomalies in the weirdness of baseball. Um, some people probably tuned out, but I thought it was cool. You know, for your Yankees fans on the other side, if they're curious about the Rockies, Rockies kind of stayed under the radar this offseason. A lot of people, you see these YouTube videos and they do the little thumbnails and they just like call out the Rockies and which is all deserved, but. They're just like, the Rockies aren't spending any money. They're not competing. But really, this isn't the year for the Rockies to do anything massive or do anything big. Chris Bryant, now we know they wanted a big long-term veteran to play outfield because Charlie Blackman's going to retire eventually. So they want another guy to just sit out there that can hopefully hit a, hit the ball well his entire career. And now they, they have all these prospects they got to play and veteran players that are already getting in the way of some of these prospects. So you the outside noise of the Rockies are why aren't they doing it? It's because should the Rockies have gone out to try to run, run them with the Dodgers and the Padres this season when they can see what they have 
going forward? I, I just don't think so. I think that the, the NL West is certainly going to be decided by those two teams in California, and the Rockies are going to be lucky to hang on for anything. I mean, I will tell you this, that there's some people that have uh, the Rockies at a uh, – at like a low 60 win total on the season. I always take the over on the Rockies. I almost positive that they might not do it by a lot. It might be a little bit close, but it's something you can always consider. I don't think they have over under deals yet uh, for the baseball season at our friends at FanDuel, but they have everything else, especially when it comes to the big game this uh, weekend. I always, uh, it's, it's always so quick that the Super Bowl is here. And if you are looking for the only app you need at your Super Bowl party this year, it is the FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you want to get started, it is the perfect time to do so because if you download the FanDuel app now, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on anything from the money line to point spread to who will score a touchdown. I love fun parlays. And, uh, Sace, I think you'll think this is funny. The last time I checked the odds for the Rockies to win the World Series this year from our friends at uh, friends at FanDuel, plus 20,000. So if you are... Uh, uh, <laughs> Really hoping for a lottery ticket there. The Rockies are there, but you can bet on basically anything going on in the world of sports with our friends at FanDuel. Uh, it's a safe, secure app, and it's super easy to use. And if you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your first, your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. We are talking Rockies, Yankees, and the big theme of today's episode is about uh, hitting coaches, and I, I want to get to that in a second, but this is a good point from our friend Joel DeGrace in the live chat. If you're really bored, Stacy, y'all could give us DJ back just to make things more exciting. We would definitely take DJ LeMahieu. Give me a DJ LeMahieu update. How is he doing? And I believe injuries have started to kind of catch up to DJ. He's still... A contributor, but unfortunately has been maybe kind of hitting the decline I uh, just from an outside perspective. Yeah, he's had a, uh, his injury was a weird one. Um, and I think I heard uh, was a couple of weeks ago that he's on the mend and he's working his way back uh, because I think they were worried about whether he would need surgery or not. And I believe he doesn't need surgery, which right as the offseason was starting for the Yankees, my first thought was, um, I would feel better if they just did the surgery instead of saying, hey, we're going to wait six weeks and then find out if he needs the surgery. Because if you do that, then if he does need the surgery, it's going right. to like leak into 2023. But so far, so good with DJ. He's been amazing since he came over. I mean, 2019 was bonkers. No one expected that from him. And it was great to watch. And I just love how his expression never changes and it's how, how rare it is to see him with a smile on his face. And when you do see him with a <laughs> smile on his face, you're just kind of like, hey, this is almost like CNN worthy. Like <laughs> DJ LeMayhew actually has a smile on his face. Like what is going on? But I'm hoping he's healthy this year. That'll be a big boost. And uh, maybe if he's healthy, um, he can play third base and we can put Josh Donaldson on the bench and keep him there. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how many veterans have come to some, some big names from the baseball past have gone through New York and it just hasn't worked out. Joey Gallo, another example there and Donaldson uh, there, but we did one thing that Rockies fans, uh, you know, remember DJ about. And one thing I think that's been missing since DJ has been there has been 
good contact hitting. The beautiful thing about DJ LeMay, who was you were confident that he was going to come up and he might fight something up, but he'll just slap a single to yeah. start her out. And it's, and it's not flashy, but it's exactly what you need. It drives the guy in from third. And, and let's, and let's get into our, our big topic. The Rockies go out and do something they haven't done in a, and, and, and really for anything, the Rockies hardly ever go outside the organization. They constantly hire from within, bring people up from their minor league system up to the major league level. They've done some stuff here and there, but they finally go out and they get a hitting coach from the Yankees. Again, Bam Bam, the nickname, and you love to hear that. And it's it's maybe not a big kind of deal or something, but the alarm that goes off in my head is the Yankees really hit the ball well last year, and this is a team that needs to hit the ball well in Colorado. So tell me about this coach and, and tell me how significant of a move you think this is, or, or maybe I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. <laughs> well, it's funny because I wanted Hensley Mullins to be the Yankees manager after 2017. I wanted him over Boone and I was kind of angry that they picked <laughs> Boone over him because I kept thinking to myself, what does this man have to do in order to become a major league manager and it's still like that because right. he's still just a hitting coach not just a hitting coach but he's been around for a long time in the manager of a world baseball classic as well i mean he's yeah. he's clearly been in a position to lead you know he was with the giants before the yankees and you know he was with the yankees when he was a player i remember him from those days and i just i really wanted him to be the manager but i was happy when they brought him on as hitting coach now honestly i'll be as transparent as possible I don't really pay attention to the hitting coaches and they don't really say much. You hear more from pitching coaches in baseball, mm -hmm. you know, uh, from Blake, really. Um, but we didn't really hear anything from the uh, the hitting coaches last year when things were going on. Um, I don't know if the Yankees kind of keep them in a room so they don't get to speak to the media because we didn't hear anything about their philosophies or anything. Um, but I think all the experience that Hensley Mullins has, and as you said, you know, he managed the World Baseball Classic. He has experience with the Giants. He has experience with the Yankees. I think it'll be good for the Rockies to have him on their staff. A, a play, a, someone that coming from a quality. I mean, that's the no matter what the Giants might look. What happened when they they brought in those veterans and they bounced back? They and and then the Yankees last year. There, there's things to say where. He's he's going to have an impact, I think, but it is kind of weird. It's these are professional ball players, And like when you hear and you mentioned it, you, you don't hear a lot about the hitting coach come up and talk about the swing. You hear about the player talking. You know, I'm right. I'm I'm early right now. My hands I'm not getting my hands in the right place. I'm in the cage and I'm working on this. So it's right. not necessarily hearing from the hitting coaches, even when the players themselves are working on it. They kind of and I don't think the players are trying to selfishly take away, but you know, I think more often than not, players might just get in a cage and kind of start working on some stuff, and then the hitting coaches come in. Is this something that – I think, though, the big thing that can change is just a different organization's philosophy. Mm -hmm. He can come in, and he can at least tell these Rockies hitters, and, and especially young Rockies hitters that were looking to break out uh, for offense because – even when this team had the firepower of Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story and DJ LeMahieu, they still weren't as good as an offense outside of those players because those players were great, and then the offense would just fall off. Ian Desmond and Tony Walters and 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 uh, et cetera, and of course, being in the National League where pitchers still batted, uh, you know, for uh, every, every game basically. Right. So, 
I think that the big thing here isn't an, is 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 just an outside perspective, something the Rockies desperately need. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it was funny because when the Yankees hired Brad Wilkerson to be their assistant hitting coach, and we joked about this before we started recording, but you know now it's funny that the teams have the hitting coach and the assistant hitting coach, and they have all these extra coaches that they didn't have, you know, ten years ago. Right. <laughs> it's like. It's almost like George Costanza being the assistant to the traveling secretary when he was on Seinfeld. It's the same yeah. kind of a thing. But, you know, Brad Wilkerson, when he was coming in um, a couple of weeks ago, said that, you know, I'm not really going to try and change these guys. I just want to get to know them, talk to them about their mental preparation and stuff like that. And I think that's basically what some of these hitting coaches will do and make sure they know where a guy is coming from. And, you know, Mullins is going to. He's, I don't think he's going to come in and take over because when you come into a new team, like Wilkerson said, you have to sit back, kind of watch how the guys operate, learn about them, and then come up with a plan of what to do and how to help. Yeah, and what's interesting with the with here is this is kind of the right season. You gotta you gotta sit back, but he's going to be able to get more hands on because. One thing that people that don't follow the Rockies, the Rockies have kind of moved on from a, a pretty big crop of utility players, the, the players that would fill your your bench, basically. It's, you're going to see a lot of people making Rockies debuts or younger guys for the Rockies. So this is actually going to be kind of a season where he'll, I think, be able to come in and be a little bit more hands-on. Sure, you're not going to, you know, Charlie Blackman and Chris Bryan and Ryan yeah. McMahon and all them are going to, you know, whatever Brendan Rodgers was doing to get his season back from being historic awful to being one of the best offensive threats uh, that the Rockies had uh, keep doing what you're doing Rogers but for these young guys I think bringing in someone like this is a is a uh, a really good move and again Giants Yankees World Baseball those are all things that are important and the Netherlands haven't been a, a, a no slouch if in the World Baseball Classic if I recall either they've they have certainly been competitive, and I can't remember if he's managing again for for them this this year. I don't have that uh, off the top of my head. But an interesting question from the live chat here, uh, Stacy, and we'll get to that here coming up in segment number three. Wanted to thank you for making Locked On Rockies and Locked On Yankees your first listen of the day. You can make Locked On MLB prospects your second listen of the day, folks. Lindsey Crosby. If you want to know prospects, you want to know young guys, Lindsey is your guy. Uh, he will. He's done great stuff on my pod. I'm sure he's done great stuff uh, for, for you there as well for the Yankees. Go make that your second listen of the day. Here's the question from Eric Harper. He's our new Rockies fan. He just started being a Rockies fan last year at a very interesting time for him to join in, but we're excited to have him. He says, can Hensley Mullins uh, be Bud Black's successor? I would like that for him because, as I said earlier, I would – love for him to finally become a major league manager because he's I feel like he's paid his dues enough for him to finally be one and I will be very happy if he is and Bud Black uh not a long contract I believe it's a one or two year extension they just did or I think it actually might just be an extension through this season and I think Bud Black I mean, Bud Black's been fine I, I I don't have the same issues I Personally, I think the Rockies need to ign not ignore, but step away from trying to crack the pitching code. You've mm -hmm. you've had enough solid good pitchers that I think the Rockies should strive to be a team that has good enough pitching that keeps you in games and then honestly might even be better on the road, perhaps, mm -hmm. if you can. But 
be an offensive focused team. And and and, and this kind of goes into I the Yankees have the benefit of obviously being the Yankees, but I have to imagine that the Yankees philosophy is we love playing at home because we can hit the ball out of the yard here. We love playing here. Yankee Stadium isn't some weird, uh, you know, anomaly that has seemed to plague Colorado for so long. I think the the Rockies would be foolish to not go kind of more of a full of more into a offensive focused approach with good defense. Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees um it's funny, too, though, because, you know, everyone complains about the short porch, but they don't move the fences back between innings. So everyone's hitting at the same <laughs> at right. the same wall. And the thing that cracks me up is, you know, you would expect someone like Aaron Judge to just pull the ball and hit it 500 feet to left. And he's still kind of like flicking it and hitting it 350, 360, 380 to right or right yeah. center, like just over the short porch. And you have to play to the field that you're on. And, you know, the Rockies... Yeah, it would be fun if you had those games again where because I remember was it the one of the first years that the Yankees went to Coors Field to play the Rockies and it was some crazy like 1613 game. <laughs> I mean, that those people think they happen all the time, but those yeah. Coors Field barn burners happen. But post humidor, it's, it's not as frequent, but it's also like. I'm tired of it. I want Coors Field to be a strength for the Rockies. And now that the balanced schedule is here, I want every team to go. I, I want every team to sit here and say, God dang it. We got to go through Colorado. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, guess what? You got to come here. Just like you got to go to New York and not only you got to play with the short porch and you got to deal with the fan, you know, you got to deal with the atmosphere there. I, I That's what makes baseball so cool. I think is how you, every team can do something unique. I just don't think the Rockies have ever really they've had pockets of it, but they've never really fully embraced course field. I, I really don't think they have. Yeah, I uh, it, it sometimes drives me crazy, though, covering the Yankees and being a Yankee fan for as long as I've been one to see them constantly, constantly neglecting their need for more left handed hitters. Because, as I said, you know, judge bats from the right side and sure, he hits it to the short porch, but you have such a right handed heavy lineup that it would be great to see some lefties pulling the ball and hitting it into the second deck and you know bouncing off the foul pole like Anthony Rizzo did in his three home run night it's so fun he hits three home runs in one night and I don't think any of them went further than 350 because they were all (laughs) hit into the right field corner and one hit off the foul pole (laughs) and it's like that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to play to that kind of like when you have a specific and it's great that every stadium is different that makes baseball unique because no stadium is the same and they all have their weird quirks and you know the Orioles pushing back left field kind of hurt some of their players but also you know Aaron Judge I think there were three balls in the first few games that they played in Camden Yards that were caught that would have been home runs previously and then he just said screw this and started hitting it to center and hitting it 400 feet. And then he kept hitting home runs after that because he got pissed <laughs> off. So thank you, Orioles, for doing that. He may have had a couple of – he actually could have hit more than 62 if it wasn't for that wall being pushed back. <laughs> Dang, Orioles. The, the Rockies did the same thing. They put up the a barrier in right center, that's uh, the, the Breitage barrier, as it's known, to kind of prevent some of those home runs from going into the bullpen. Man, Aaron Judge is a fun player to watch. you got to be really – I. That's got to be I mean, is anything about that? Like, are you hesitant about that? Like, like because he, he's not he's not Stanton. I don't feel like no. where they, I mean, because I, I feel like at one point 
they were they were kind of being compared to the same thing because there were two big dudes that mashed home runs. But Judge has kind of proven that he's the one can stay healthier and yes. two as the overall more more uh, impactful player on the on the Yankees than than Stanton is. Right, because he can also steal bases and he can play defense. I mean, I know he's big, six seven, two eighty two, but he doesn't run like he's six seven, two sixty two, and he doesn't six seven, two eighty two, and he's stealing bags. I mean. Yeah, he had what sixteen stolen bases last year. I mean, you know, everyone was talking about how close he was to the triple crown, but people were neglecting that stat because I kept bringing that up. I said, you know, he's pretty high up there in the American League in steals and people don't realize that and you know yes he's tall and he makes catches at the walls but he's also diving for balls and running after balls and you know Stanton can't do that anymore he'll occasionally play the outfield but he's you know it kind of annoys me when people bring up Judge and talk about his injury history but he hasn't I'm knocking on wood, hasn't had issues lately. He's kept himself relatively healthy, and I think he finally figured out how to do that for himself. Um, You know, I do cringe, though, when he does dive for balls because he did hurt his rib against the Angels a couple of years ago that kind of affected him. And so when I I do see him make plays like that, I'm kind of like, ooh, but... (laughs) He's a pleasure to watch because you don't expect someone that big to be that athletic. And he's just really amazing. He's like Superman. I mean, people don't realize it, but he really is. It's like watching Superman every night. It's um, it's just, I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. to you, you can see it kind of across sports. LeBron James just did it. And, and when you just see these athletes, we're just like, Aaron Judge shouldn't be able like that is the body type of what you've been told in baseball the big dude that you throw him on a first Aaron Judge is supposed to play first base you know and barely you, be but, able to move and right. just stand <laughs> there and get up you know he'll be catching balls from third base shortstop and you know second base he won't be diving for anything right. like you picture him being like a Jason Giambi kind of guy at first base although Giambi did make some athletic plays with the Yankees I will say and I did <laughs> see him turn a 363 double play in person it was shocking to everyone who was there but it did happen but yeah you would expect Aaron Judge to be <laughs> that and, kind of a guy instead he's laying out in center field he's he's making huge plays and uh, not you mentioned Jason Giambi Rockies and Yankees legend Jason Giambi that was all that was a little fun there uh, uh, just one more thing here uh, before we close uh, things down. Baseball is going to be different this year. Baseball is yes. going to look different. There's going to be we, we mentioned balanced schedules. There's going to be different rules. Do you think this is the right move? Do you think baseball is moving in the right direction with these changes? Yes. Um, and I, I keep trying to convince him to come on my show, but he doesn't want to. But my brother came out with he's been dying to get rid of, rid of the leagues and just make it into um, – regions and he's had this plan since 2004 and i want him to come on the show because he really wants you know he wants like the yankees the mets the phillies and the red sox to play in the same division and like he realigned everything himself and i want him to come on the show because i would love that too i think that'd be so great if everyone just played everyone and didn't have to worry about different leagues and although now it's not really because you guys have the dh now and we don't have to do the whole pitchers hitting thing but i do like that we're going to be playing teams more that we didn't usually play and that we won't be seeing the red Sox 19 times and the rays 19 times because it's enough you know i do wish that i i can't believe i'm saying this i do wish the subway series was six again Mm -hmm. and because i don't like the two game midweek series 
they're not as exciting as it was when it was three game weekend series, because especially now with Steve Cohen spending billions of dollars in the Yankees trying to keep up, I think a six game subway series would be so much better now. Yeah, and I I, I got to agree. I mean, it's there's there's some stuff I think baseball likes to lean into that stuff, but they they really just want to show us Red Sox Yankees seven hundred times throughout uh, throughout the season. Uh, it's a I, I think it's all good for the route. You basically some similar points uh, from from a perspective. I cannot wait to not have to go through long stretches where the Rockies are just solely playing the NL West, and the Rockies will never have a season end like last year where it was a four game set in San. Francisco and six straight against the Dodgers to finish the season and the Rockies actually did great it was all on the road too so you thought it was going to be kind of uh, a miserable thing but I I'm really excited to see what happens with offense with no switch uh, uh, with no uh, uh, shifts I used to think that you should be able to play your your players wherever but then I really started seeing I was like "Ah, I don't know the shift is a little worse than I thought it's gonna be interesting to see how though that and shortening games are going to want to work together because Course field I ain't gonna like you know there's gonna be some stuff that's now course field more course field games could be possible just because you can you can find a little bit more gaps but I I think all the choices are gonna be good and um, uh, we'll see what happens here with spring training and we'll see what happens with the Rockies new hitting coach and the new look Rockies and the Yankees trying to go and capture the World Series two teams in two different places uh, here. But uh, always fun talking to uh, Stacy there, a host of Locked on Yankees. Stacy, what do people need to know about the Yankees? What do they need to know about you uh, here before we wrap things up? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts if you want to see my nonsensical tweets. And, um, you know, listen to Locked on Yankees because um, I'm not I don't see things through pinstriped glasses usually. And I'll call them out when they're doing things that aren't to par you know i'm not i'm pretty reasonable when it comes to that i've even had red sox fans say they've subscribed to my show so if that isn't an endorsement i mean that's i I don't in your line of work i think that's probably the uh the biggest uh, endorsement. i have an astros fan subscriber I mean, two in a row now. I mean, it, the, the the reviews are in. And, uh, you know, for those, we are uh, hanging out and uh, making the most out of uh, another what should be wonderful Colorado Rockies baseball season. But we'll have lots of fun here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. But you can stay, find your team every day on the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you to Eric Harper. Alex Jimenez, I saw you there. Need a 40-plus home year, a homer year from C.J. Crone? Boy, howdy, I hope so, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but thank you. I'm so glad you got to catch a live show, too. Thank you so much to Stacey Gatsoulias there. Stacey Gats on Twitter, Locked on Yankees, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. You help us out major, major big time if you subscribe to our YouTube channels. It's one of the best ways to help our shows if you want to go check it out there. And, uh, yeah, you made us your first listen of the day go make locked on mlb prospects your second listen of the day and until next time this is paul holden saying so long from the locked on podcast network 